Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. I learned this one from my brother-in-law. And it was one of those things where you go, oh, wow, I just never knew that. So here's the setup. I don't know if this happens to everybody. I feel like it does because when I've told people this tidbit in a kind of like, hey, did you know sort of fashion, people are always interested in a way like, where has this been all my life? And so I don't think that I'm unusual in this in that this is a particularly pernicious and kind of annoying little uh, modern first world problem. And it's you you're in an unfamiliar car like you've rented one and you're borrowing somebody else's car or you're just kind of having a brain fart in your own car and so you're just you're not thinking straight and you pull up to the you pull into a gas station and you're looking at the pumps and you go oh crap which side do i pull up on do i pull up so that because my gas tank is on the left is my gas tank on the right and I mean, again, like in the scope of problems, this is not a big one, but that's kind of the point is it's this little annoying thing. And so, well, do I stop and look? Do I, usually what I end up doing is pulling up next to a pump and just kind of on a guess. I have a 50, 50 shot. And of course I am wrong all the time. And then I have to, you know, back out or whatever, try to get around the cars that have come in around me and go to the other side. And inevitably that side is, is full. Like, you know, everybody with the left side gas tanks, the pumps are all used up and I can't turn around. And so it's just kind of irritating. But what, um, what he told me and what I saw once I paid attention was that if you look at your gas gauge in your car, so, you know, in most cars, it's the little half moon thing or whatever. And it, and it has the little pump icon beneath it, the little gas pump icon. Next to that gas tank, there is a triangle that points either to the right or the left. It's just a little wedge triangle. That tells you the side that the gas tank is on. And for some reason, through some way, I spent three decades driving without knowing that. It's really obvious. Once you see it, you're like, well, clearly that's there. But for some reason, the brain just goes to, well, there's the, the gas pump icon. And I suppose subconsciously, there, I, I just think that the gas pump has like a protrusion on one side or the other. I just, I've just never seen that triangle, even though I've looked at the gas pump, like gauge, the gas gauge and the gas icon so many times in every car I've ever been in. Once you see it, you go, oh, okay, that's easy. I'm in the car. I look at the arrow and it tells me which side or other. So it's this really useful little device for it, kind of an annoying little problem. But people don't see it. People don't know it's there. It's, it's somebody, it's something that every time I point it out to people, they go, oh, wow, that's really cool. I, that is a, a particularly annoying problem. And now I have a solution. So what does that mean when you have a solution that annoys people? You have something, a, a situation where a little recognizing of something that's already there will delight people and improve things for them in some small or sometimes large way, but usually little small ways, but it's not noticed. So what is that phenomenon? And it made me think about all the little things that I do in my own fiction that probably aren't noticed. I take great pains to use words correctly unless I'm deliberately using them incorrectly. And 
that's a whole thing. I feel like you need to know the rules before you break them. And then what that said, I break them a fair amount. But as an example, here are two things that I do word wise, like word choice wise, that everybody thinks are, are wrong. And so not only do I not get credit for doing it right, people tend to think I'm an idiot for doing it wrong. So first of all, there's no such word as snuck. And you could argue that that has become a word and so you might as well just use it. But technically speaking, snuck is not correct. The correct word is sneaked. But if you say I sneaked out that night, it sounds stupid and people think that you're wrong. And so that one in particular and the other one as well, I never use them in dialogue because even though I want to get it right in narration, no character would ever say it because nobody knows that those things are right. And if I want to know it all character, then I'll have them correct them on something like that. And I've done that before too. The other one is, by the way, nauseous. So technically nauseous means causing nausea. And so if you if a person says, I am nauseous, it means that they're walking around and other people are looking at them and feeling like they want to throw up. So it's kind of fun when once you know the real meaning to hear when somebody says that they're nauseous, especially if you think that they are nauseous, you should say nauseated. But those are things that I never get credit for. But besides things like that, I think there's there's more that's that's just a word choice, like kind of who cares in the grand scheme of things. But often I will do cool little 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 tricks or illusions. There's I'm going to spoil this one. I kept waiting for people to notice it, but nobody has, at least that they've told me about it. And so I'm just going to blow it because I'm tired of waiting for somebody to point it out. It'd be kind of cool if somebody replied to this and said, hey, I noticed that, is that in one of the Fat Vampire books, I think it's um, it's probably the fifth, something like that. It's been a long time since I wrote those. Maybe it was the fourth. There's a charismatic uh, leader who comes up in the Vampire Nation. I don't even remember his name, but he's, he's like a politician sort, and uh, he ends up being a bad guy, and I foreshadowed it by when one of the things when he first appears, he does this revolutionary thing and he makes a big speech, but he does it in a beer hall by putting a chair in the middle of the room and standing up on it and saying something like the vampire revolution has begun. And there's, there's more elements in here that are directly stolen from Hitler's infamous beer hall putsch. So he had this event, P-U-T-S-C-H, I believe is how you spell putsch. And it's like a an instigating sort of thing that, that Hitler did. And at the time it felt like, yeah, rah, rah. But then of course he became Hitler. So me having this guy do the same things and say a lot of the same things was supposed to be like, Hey, psst, this guy's Hitler, but it, nobody saw it. And so I thought that was really clever and I did it and it went unacknowledged and I do all sorts of things like that. So when you do things like that, do do I should we keep doing them if they're unrecognized like this little gas triangle? And my answer for myself, once I thought about this is, well, definitely yes. And the main, the first one, the primary one that I want to get out of the way just right away is that folks, you know, if you're my readers, I, I, I love you, but I do this for me. And of course there's practicality. I need to sell books in order to survive and all that stuff. But that's like a big picture thing. When I'm writing when I'm doing the actual process, certainly when I'm putting in something that I could leave out and I'm choosing to put it in, I am doing that for me. I'm doing it because it amuses me. Now, because I'm human and I like validation, it's cool when people recognize those things. I had another one where there was a 
again, it was in the fat vampire novels and somebody on a plane was reading what was clearly my book, unicorn Western. Like if you knew it, it, it has the, I described the cover and stuff. You would know that that was unicorn Western that they were reading. Um, I don't think anybody saw that either, but I think those things are, are, are neat. And I do them because I think they're funny. There's all sorts of little family references, things that my kids and that my wife would get things that are relevant to only me. And so the only reason to put those in is for me. So that's the first one. The second is that larger Easter eggs, the kind that can be caught by people, the kind that can't, like the the Unicorn Western one or um, other references to other stories, if you, like the Beam World has ended up just kind of being mentioned in a lot of my stories, just kind of casually. If you mention like a, a phrase or something from one of those worlds, then that's kind of cool to Every it's possible to be found by everybody, and your your most ardent readers are going to see it, and it makes them feel special. It makes them feel included, and you bond better with a story when you're like you feel like I'm the only one who got that. That's the fact that not everybody gets it is the allure of a good Easter egg in my mind. You want only the super fans to get it, and then they get to think, I got that, I got that. I'm I'm on the inside. Like it bonds them more closely with your books. It makes them realize that there are layers to your stories or, or to your visual art or to your music or whatever your art form is that most people aren't seeing, but they are. And it makes the art mean more to them. So for me, this sort of thing, even if it's gone unseen, I'm definitely going to keep doing it. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.